0: a lot of uh, ideas in this world about wor- worship first of all gets misconstrued uh, We worship a lot of things uh, in this world there's there's athletes that are worshiped there's uh, celebrities that are worshiped there's uh, people in power that are worshiped there's things that are worshiped people put worship into their uh, into their toys um, uh, and it happens from young age to, to older so but worship is about An action from our heart. Um, It starts in the heart and it's an action that permeates from it. And so we're going to talk about worship. And when you talk about the church and you talk about worship, when you talk to different people, different Christians, you might get a different perspective. So that's why we need to go back to the Bible and go, what is the perspective that God gives when it comes to worship? Um, and so that's what we're going to be talking about today. Our key verses today uh, in your notes is 1 Peter. So if you open up your Bibles to 1 Peter, we're going to be in uh, the second chapter. And we've got some really fun stuff. I, I, you already see some fun stuff here, right? How many people don't like flannel grass? How many people like flannel grass? Okay, so um, for a moment I'm going to just try something out here. Uh, in, in a little bit, it's just it's a it's a little segue, it's a little rabbit trail, but but it's part of the story. Um, but I said, you know, I was talking to my daughter this morning, and I'd been thinking about this all week as I was studying. Um, we have many Christians who uh, they've grown up in church and they've heard all the Bible stories, all the kids Bible stories that we talk about. You know, Zacchaeus and and uh, all, you name them. I mean, we could all, we could throw out hundreds of stories. That a lot of people know. We have new Christians who've never heard them. Wouldn't it be awesome as an adult class Amen. that we get Sunday school with flannel graphs and stories? <laughs> so I'm going to develop a series after we're done with this to go, we're going to do Bibles, not adult Bible stories for kids. We're going to do Bible stories for adults. And uh, we're going to have fun because I think we, you go back to basics and A, it's good for us. It's good for us and our kids, so that we can go through it with them. Um, everybody loves a flannel graph. I mean, it's it's cool because we're not wasting ink. We're not wasting, you know, we get to stick stuff to boards, and people get to participate. All so, I so this is my little test bed here for you guys. But I I've already had three guys come and go. I love flannel graphs. We get a flannel graph. It's a sun. It's really Sundays. This is real Sunday school. Uh, we can't call it. Instead of kids club, adults club, we're not going to do that. That's no, but, but that's so, so we'll get to this in a little bit and may take us off on a big rabbit trail. I don't know. uh, But uh, my goal is, you know, you know me, I like to fill in the blanks. So let's get into our, our verses today. First Peter two verses one through five, wherefore laying aside all malice and guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. If so, be ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious to whom coming as unto a living stone dis- disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. Ye also as lively stones are built up in a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Christ. We are going to be talking about worship. We're going to be talking about that sacred privilege. And it is a privilege. It's not a duty. It's a privilege that we get to offer up to the Lord for him because he's worthy, right? So, real worship. Um, again, I, I, we've seen where it's been misconstrued. We, uh, some The world, sometimes when they, when they hear the word worship, they don't really think about the fact that they're worshiping their idols and their things, but they'll many times think of monks who are doing their duty in a monastery or, uh, or people doing penance for something. Um, there's many mistrust and then and then among christians and non-christians alike oh yeah worship that's when they have those bands and all that right and and they, they do that music and loud music it's really emotional and people get into it and yeah okay the, yeah so that, that's these construed ideas of worship but if you open up in uh, psalm ninety-five one six, we'll, we'll look at this real quick got a few verses before we get into the notes O come, let us sing unto the Lord. This is one you'll hear a lot, especially with people who in praise and worship uh, services in, 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 uh, uh, in, what the word is, contemporary church services today. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. They love that part, rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. And they usually stop there when they quote this, these verses. But, for the lord is a great god and a great king above all gods little g in his hands are the deep places of the earth remember in his hands there's not a point on this earth or in or in the sea that he doesn't have hold of in his hand are the deep places of the earth the strength of his hills are all are his also the sea is his and he made it the hands formed the dry land his hands Oh, come, let us worship and bow down, let us kneel before our Lord uh, our, the Lord our Maker. Real worship is an act of a reverent heart. It, it means to prostrate one'self in homage, to do reverence to to adore. We worship what we deem to be worthy. In Matthew 2:11, uh, we're given an example of it uh, very quickly by the, uh, by the wise men, and when they were come into the house uh, they, Remember, the, Jesus has been born. It has been a while since they got there, so he was probably a little child. Um, when they come into the house, uh, I don't, it doesn't say here they came into the house and they go, wait, this is not a palace. This is a house. But they came into the house knowing where they were going. And when they came into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. There was no question in their mind who they were in the presence of. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Worship is that attitude of the heart that is expressed in actions. Also, one more, uh, we, we know that God is worthy in Revelation. And we've been studying Revelations on Wednesday, on Wednesday night uh, with Pastor. Uh, Revelations 4.11, Thou art worthy, O Lord to receive glory and honor and power for thou hast created all things and for thy pleasure they were and they are and were created in revelation 5:13 uh, um if we get into verse 12 11 through 13 in verse 12 it says saying with a loud voice worthy is the lamb that that was slain to receive power riches wisdom strength honor glory and blessing real worship comes from the heart and it finds an outlet in our uh, our actions but so How do we worship? And how is it set up? And what does the Bible tell us? First, it tells us about the people of worship. And and using our text verse, we're going to find out who these people are. So, number one, people of worship. Um, Worshiping Christ is a privilege for us in in the church family. If we go back to 1 Peter 2, 4 through 5, near the end. To whom, coming as unto a lively stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious... Ye also, as the lively stones, are built up in a spiritual house and holy priesthood. I love the fact that, I'll tell you, it took me a few times to read that to really, even before I checked the notes, to see, okay, what were, what were we saying here? If you do just first blush reading something, sometimes you go you go over it and go, I, I don't know what he's saying, so I'm just going to move on. But there's actually really, really good examples here. So, A, the lively stones. We are the lively stones. Who is the chief cornerstone? Jesus. So so he's giving uh, a a physical example of who he is. He's the cornerstone of of an example of a building, the church. So he's not talking about that he is the cornerstone of this physical structure. He's the cornerstone of us together. Therefore, we are the lively stones. We are the stones that interconnect, built on that cornerstone, and that is the church. So we are the people of worship. We are the lively stones. Uh, 1 Timothy uh, 3.15 says, uh, But if I tarry long, and thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar, the ground of truth. So we are are that building. We are the stones connected to that that, um, cornerstone. That's what that means. We're also believers priests. This is wonderful. Notice we don't have a confessional box in the back of our church. Because if we did that, Pastor would be a really busy man sitting <laughs> in a confession I said trying, I can't say the word now. A confession box all day long. Right? Uh, bad day at work. Gotta go to the confession box. Right? No. We are the priests. Uh, and uh, it, we see that in, uh, in, in the Bible. We see uh, in Second Peter, the church is a living organism made up of lively stones connected to God, and it talks about being the believer priests at the end of those passages. We have direct access, nothing in between, direct access to the God in heaven. Right? So, uh, so these are the people of worship, and that's us. The lively stones, the believer priests. We have the, the opportunity, obligation, but opportunity to worship God and worship in, in, in trueness. So what is the priority of worship? For this, open your Bibles, go into, a, into John 4. Um, we're going to be at John 4, and a familiar story. And this is where we may get off on a rabbit trail, but we'll see. We're going to be using uh, verses 20 through 24, but we have a story ahead of that. The priority worship. Uh, we don't talk a lot of it, a lot about the worship in this story, but Jesus gives a very, um, he gives a description of what worship is, and what you, to the lady at the well, what you can have when you come to know me. You can have the opportunity to worship. So we get a story. Seeley, can I borrow you for a second? So many, um, many of us remember this story. Some might not. So. We're talking about the woman well. This is in Palestine, Samaria. Um, so Jesus comes to a well at midday. Now, midday is hot, right? The women did not go to the, so there's a well. We got a well. Jesus comes to the well. The women typically did not go in the middle of the day, right? Uh, because they're going to go when it's cooler. So anybody else goes to feed sheep, whatever they're going to do, they go to the well. So we have a woman at the well that he has found. A woman at the well. She's at midday. So what does that tell us about her? She doesn't want to be seen by other women. She's ashamed. She knows who she is, and she knows she's an outcast. Now, actually looks really nice there with that, but, but she's an outcast. How many times has she been married? Five times. Is she married now? Is she living with someone? Yep. And that's wrong. Nobody ever questions the, the guy she's living with on this one. but she knows there's shame involved because of what she's done where she's at who she is doesn't she doesn't know the lord and so so we have a, so so that's the background story of this the woman at the well Jesus and so Jesus and Jesus starts talking to her can, can you get me some water hoo ho. not only is she ashamed of uh, to be around other women she's Samari- she's a Samaritan and they're looked down upon by Jews and he can tell Jesus is a Jew. And oh, you shouldn't talk to me because I'm not worthy. I'm, uh, you know, we, we don't like each other or whatever. But he asked her for water. And through the conversation, through uh, what they discussed, he, he, he shares with her who he is. And he shares with her that, that he is the living water. And that you'll never, it doesn't mean you never go, go get water again at the well but there's a living water that you will never thirst for again. Uh, thank you, Celie. So, so this is my flannel graph for the, for the adults. So, so we will have more of these coming. But this Samaritan, she learned something, and he went into, actually, he, he, in, in discussing with her, he actually went into some advanced teaching to somebody who just heard about her, somebody who just met her. And that's where we get to our verses in 20, uh, 20 through 24 let's get in here, Um, she says, our fathers worshiped in the mountain, and ye say that in Jerusalem is a place where we ought to worship, so she's talking about a place, she's not talking about, so she's hearing that, oh yeah, our fathers, they worshiped in the mountains wherever they were, and and you're saying it's got to be in Jerusalem, but um, so so that's what worship, and he, he goes further, he goes, no, He says, woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. But the hour cometh and now is when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. So he's giving her, this is how you worship. He's given her the, the blueprint. And she comes to know the Lord right then and there. In fact, she comes to know the Lord and she goes and tells everybody about it. She, did, she, she immediately knew what she needed to do. She just met the Prince of Peace, the Son of God, God himself. And she got saved. And all is right. All's forgiven. Let's press forward. I don't know if she went back to the guy she was living with. I, don't, I hope not. I don't think she did unless she got him saved. And they and they got right. I don't know, um, but but we but he gives her the blueprint for worshiping. So so we worship in the spirit. We worship in the spirit. Letter A. God is a spirit, and you worship in the spirit. Um, the spirit of man is actually think about it is owned by God, and it's activated, truly activated. When you get saved. Okay. Um, We all have a soul. We all have mind, body, and soul. But but the spirit really is activated. When Christ comes into your life. And so. That activation. That is designed for worship. God is a spirit. Work to worship in spirit. You got to be saved. If you're truly going to worship God. Um, So that which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit. And this is John 3, 6, and 7. Is spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto thee, ye must be born again. Ephesians 1, 13-14, In whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance, unto the redemption of the purchased possession, unto the praise of his glory. Lot's talking about the Spirit. Um, The Holy Spirit himself stirs our hearts to that very desire to worship God. He activates that Spirit. So we must worship Him in spirit. Uh, We also need to worship Him in truth. In truth. This is where I think um, the world can get, get it messed up. We come here, our act of worship is in multiple ways. When we come here, when we're listening, in, listening intently, when we shut out the world, when we shut off the phone, when we shut off all these things, the cares of the world, and we listen to the word being preached, we're worshiping. We're hearing truth. Um, we're not hearing social justice. We're not hearing, we're not, we're not hearing, hey, Sunday we're, we're going to be talking. I mean, we will, we will touch on those issues that we need to be responsible for, but it's not about that. It's about the word of Of truth being preached out of the Bible and so our worship is both in our spirit uh, which we can have privately corporately um, but also it's in hearing and sharing the truth of the gospel the truth of Jesus Christ and who he is and what he has done in your life and what he is he he has uh, can do Um, the You've you've heard it before from people. If you've gone, if you've ever gone out soul winning, you will hear it one time or another. Oh, I, I go to such and such. I've even heard somebody say, I worship at, at St Mary's, or I worship at the, the 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 river. You know, you, something something. You know, okay, I worship at the golf course. I thought that was a thing as a kid. I'm sorry. You know, I worship at the golf course. It's just me. I'm golfing, and every time I, I'm praising the Lord in my golf strokes. No, um, but. world will tell you yeah but it's again as he told her it's not a place it's the man of god that you worship and so um so if uh if truth is not being lifted up if all it is is the music we have great music here but it can't be all it is it gets our hearts in tuned and ready to receive the word of god And Brother Davis and everybody who's involved in that, um, it's great. It's, it's, It's wonderful. It gets us where we need to be. Now, at the same time, it's very easy, very easy to sit out here and to go, the worship happens here. But the worship happens here. All of us. Right? The worship is all of us. Um, these are just help guide and direct our hearts towards Christ. Um, but if we walk in here, just do songs, and we hear great words, there are great hymns uh, that have wonderful words that are biblical words, and we haven't opened up the word of truth and been stirred in our hearts by that word of truth, then we didn't really truly worship. Some, some people think they did. In fact, I think you could tell where it is when somebody says, hey, we had a... My, my, my best friend, who is saved, has a wonderful testimony. He does go to a contemporary church. And every time we moved around, we were stationed together several times. And, uh, and they were very active in their church. And usually active in mu- music. Um, and so he, w- he would say to me, John, we found a great church that got a praise band. You would hate it. <laughs> I know. But I know, no, I know he's serving God. So we do have Christians that are... That are that are not part of this church, don't ever think that because they're not in these doors that they are not saved. They just don't worship the same, or they, or they're, or maybe they're bound. I mean, there's even, I've met Catholics who are saved I have a testimony, salvation testimony. They're just bound by some traditions that they just can't get rid of. They haven't given that up to the Lord. But they're saved. I, you know, that's between them with God. So, but the truth is truth. And so it needs to be preached. And so if you have, hey, I, we have great praise and worship, and then they'll get into some preaching, but they preach a little too long. We need to do more worship. That's when you know you've got it misconstrued. Uh, we got a pastor, and, that, and there, are, there are boards and deacon boards or whatever said, Pastor, you need to cut back. You know, we joke about this. Hey, Pastor, you're getting a little long-winded. You know, that's a joke that we kind of sometimes have. He sees the clock. He doesn't care. But... Uh, <laughs> He can tell by our faces if he needs to go a little longer, you know. The Lord, the Lord's guiding him. So, so let let the Lord do that. But, but when you have folks that maybe they love their praise bands, they love their music and whatever, and uh, and that's what they love. And there's never about well, what'd you get out of the Bible? What'd your what your preacher? And there are some good preachers out there with this going around them in their church. There are. I mean, I've heard some great messages that were. Solid on. I wonder how many people heard it Because they were waiting for the praise band to get into that cool song. They just heard on the radio, you know so I don't don't knock it I'm not knocking it It's wrong. I'm just saying that I, I Like our perspective of what we have when it comes to worshiping God I think we have a great balance and that true worship brings out the truth it uplifts the truth So finally the practice of worship finally the practice of worship. So we had the people of worship We had the uh, priority of worship and we have the practice of worship. Um, so Again to hold up the truth build up the spiritual house We are the church of the living God the pillar the ground of truth We need to hold up celebrate and testify the truth for who jesus is. So, um one author said, Wor, uh, word and worship belong indissolubly together. All worship is an intelligent and loving response to the revelation of God because it is the adoration of his name. And you know what? Real worship, uh, it needs to be held up for both the believer and the non-believer. Uh, and when, when God was instructing, he instructed in the Old Testament, he instructed the, the priests to, to reveal the truth and to present the truth to the people. He also, he also instructed the kings. And this is interesting because I've just been going through first and second kings. And there's, there's an actual instruction. If you look in Deuteronomy 17, 18, and 19, and this is his instruction to the kings of what they should do. And it's basically the same as the priests. And it should, shall be when he sitteth upon the throne of his kingdom, that he shall write him a copy of this law in the book out of that which is before the priests and the Levites. He didn't say read it. He didn't say get the Notes. He actually said write it. Because there's something that happens when you write something down. I find that when I'm studying, first time as I'm reading something, then when I start writing some things, things start happening. And so he told him to write it, write him a copy of this law in the book of that which is before the priests and the Levites. And it shall be with him, and he shall read therein all the days of his life that he may learn to fear the Lord his God to keep all the words of his law and the statutes and do them. This is Mrs. Uh, Coles. I don't think it is, but it's, it's probably her life For her. She loves to journal. <laughs> so she's writing stuff. So, but how many, I wonder how many of the, you know, when you, you read in First and Second Kings and you read that he did evil in the sight of the Lord. How many disregarded this. So, no. There's another way. I'm not going to write that. We got, that's what the priests are for. Well, then all of a sudden, that's, that's not what the priests are for. The priests are for, for Baal and for different, different gods. Um, so I, I, you know when, when that, that illuminated to me, I said, well, wait a minute. They probably, not, none of those that, that were, did evil in they probably didn't do that. Because I think if you had your heart right and you were looking at the law and you were, you were writing it, for your kingdom, for your reign, I think you'd probably get your heart in tune with God. So, he, in the Old Testament, he wanted the kings to do that. So, he gave instruction, not only to the priests, but to the kings. And so, uh, as we look at this, uh, the <clears throat> we. That is for So in, in, a, in a sense, that is for the saved, as he's talking to the kings. He's going, I've ordained you, he's ordained us to be his followers, um, and, and he has, has instruction for us. But he also has instruction uh, for, for the believer, as we have non-believers with us. Uh, if you go to First uh, Corinthians, Paul's talking, but if all prophesy, and there come, this is first book, it's in your notes, 14, 24 through 25. But if all prophesy, and there come in one that believeth not, Or one unlearned, he is convinced of all, he is judged of all. And thus are the secrets of the heart made manifest. And so falling down on his face, he will worship God and report that God is in you of a truth. What Paul is saying is if we're lifting up the Lord in truth, spirit and truth, it ought to lead the unbeliever to this truth. Uh, if it's not, if it's clamorous, if it's if it's something that they don't they just go away going, "I don't know what that was, the truth wasn't spoken, then they then they're still in their sins. they're still lost, but it should be uh, it should be a conviction of truth um, to worship the same God that we worship so um, so we need to um, I think I missed a page there. there we go. Um, so we need to hold up the truth. B, we need to honor God uh, under Christ with sacrifice. With sacrifice. we got a couple minutes, we'll finish here. So, so mul- multiple ways to honor God with our spiritual sacrifices. Uh, Hebrews nine fourteen. how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without a spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works and serve the living God. We're going to, one, sacrifice of our person, of our personal self. The sacrifice of ourself. Oh, we become dead to self, alive in Christ. We give ourselves, Romans 12, 1, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which you reasonable. It's just reasonable that we do that. He died for us. He saved us. It's reasonable that we would do that. Um, sacrifice of praise. From our lips, Hebrews 13 to 15, by him, therefore, let us offer sacrifice of praise to God continually. We should praise him in our work. We should praise him in our home. We should praise him here. We should praise him out there. Why are you having such a good day today? God loves me. He's awesome. You having a bad day? I might be having a bad day, but I still got a God in heaven who's got it under control. Don't worry. Offer a sacrifice of praise. Three, offer a sacrifice of prayer. Communicate. And I'm preaching to myself, guys. We just need to be in prayer. It's the hardest part I have. Because it's so easy to overlook. It's so easy to let, to blush over it and let it go quickly and, and something get in your mind. And, and, and all of a sudden you finish praying, you never even closed it out. <laughs> you never even said goodbye. It's like, it's like somebody comes to the door, you're talking to them, and just in mid-conversation, just close the door. How would that feel? How would that feel? Have you ever really thought about that? You just closed the door. Heard a comedian say that he, during COVID he was, uh, he was doing a, a comedy and he said he had to do it in, on Zoom. So he had to do Zoom comedy for corporations and stuff like that. He says, worst feeling ever. Somebody, I actually saw them close the lid of the computer on me. I'm done with you, close the lid. He said that was just heart-wrenching. So, but we do that to God all the time. He needs the sacrifice a sacrifice of our prayer we need to sacrifice our time we need to spend time and the sacrifice of our possessions it's all his it's all his it's so much easier in life if we realize it's all his we just get to do stuff with it but our possessions if there's things that are getting in our way of our worshiping our Lord maybe we don't need it but our possessions getting so how do we worship um, Giving, in this case, giving, it's not just a program of the church. It's not just a, hey, this is the time of giving. This is part of the part of the church. No, it's, it's about our life. It's giving of ourselves. And it's an opportunity to offer a tangible, a tangible expression of our worship to the king of kings. So this is the idea of worship. From the woman at the well learning that, no, you don't have to go to the mountains. You don't have to go to Jerusalem. I'm here. It's of the Jews. I'm the, I'm the guy. That you get to worship i'm the living water and we have that we have that opportunity and if you don't i want you to have it today don't let today go without don't walk out these doors without having that privilege of the lord so philandographs you'll see more of them. loving it all right we got some time to fellowship let's pray dear heavenly father we thank you so much for this day thank you for this class I thank you for the stories you have for us, Lord, and just the instruction that you give. Uh, be with us now in the next hour. Be with us during fellowship. And, uh, Lord, uh, again, we pray that you are most of all worshipped and uplifted. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you, folks.